Very good. All together. <laughs> Ready? All together. Hello, you're listening to the Humble Dojo podcast. Hello, you're listening to the Humble Dojo. Dojo. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. One more time. Hello, you're listening to the Humble Dojo podcast. Hello, you're listening to the Humble Dojo podcast. Yay! <laughs> good job. Good job, good job, good job. That, that teeny tiny little voice there was little Eve who showed up tonight with, uh, unfortunately due to the summer schedule, there's no class on it. She showed up for class with no one here so we thought, why not make her famous yeah. and be the first kid voice on the Home Dojo podcast. So thanks to Eve for that little intro there. That was so cute. She is the cutest little white belt I've ever seen in my life. Very cute. Three stripes now. Oh damn, she's yeah. got three stripes on her white stripes, belt. Three stripes, three stripes. Oh, it's great. I haven't seen her in eight over the whole summer. She's been away. Oh. Ah, that was nice. Um, but hello, Ruth. Hello, Ross. Hello. Welcome to episode who knows what Whoa. of the Hombu Dojo podcast. We are coming <laughs> to you from the Hombu Dojo in Dublin. As pair, we've just done a lovely wee sweaty boxing conditioning session. Yeah. Uh, been ramping up, man. Like the the since Italy, mm-hmm. training has been very good. It's intensified. Yeah. Volume and uh, what's the volume and intensity um, yeah. has has really ramped up. You're right. Um, there's a lot of lot of factors. Um, there's the inspiration that we took from our trip to Italy. Um, how how much toughness we experienced there and how much tougher we want to get because of that and then there's also the fact that we're on the summer schedule and we're not teaching as much and we have more time for training i didn't think i thought we'd get really lazy over the summer but actually like train harder than i've trained in a, a long time yeah. i think uh, it was two things man coming off of, of denmark and uh, i think it was like i didn't realize how much focusing on grading weighed down we yeah. weighed me down mentally. Yeah. Um I feel free to do whatever I want. And know? that hasn't made us lazy. In no. fact I think going up a grade has uh, has motivated us a lot. Mm. I think um yeah, that was great. I think um some of the things that Rick Sensei said when we were in Denmark at home yeah. with training, finding your own way and stuff was uh, had a big impact on how I, I'm training myself, like what I'm thinking about when I'm on the dojo, off the dojo, and then training with Palos guys was just, uh, just a, like you, like I, I love our dojo. I love the guys that are training our dojo, but there were, it, you could see there was a factor missing. I think, yeah, in my students anyway, and my training personally, like that I don't focus on, which was just you know being a, being able to like just being tough, just being a bit tougher. Just uh, like I, I love to call everyone soft. I love that. Like, yeah. that's my phrase. <laughs> um, you know, like Sean, big big Sean's just, like always call him soft anytime. Yeah. You know, we we have a back and forth, the banter. You know, um, but I looked and I thought oh, I'm a bit soft compared to some of these guys in here. Yeah, um, I didn't like that. I did, like it was, it was not that they they beat us up or anything. Like that, not that they, they gave us a hard time. It was just evident. You could see it. You know, they were tough, tough. Uh, guys and girls over there yeah like um, we explained la- on the last episode you know there were guys in there that and girls in there that made us feel like babies it was just uh, 
Um, babies are strong. I don't feel like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my ego coming into yeah. well, Hold on a second. Wait a minute. I ain't no I baby. Didn't say I was a baby. <laughs> I ain't no damn baby. Uh, <laughs> no, it's uh, but no, it was definitely an eye opener, and it's something that I've I've vowed to change, and I'm trying to toughen up physically, toughen yeah. like toughen up just by making my body a bit less soft. I really love the motto we learned over there. One of Paolo Sensei's mottos was "Be strong to be useful." Yeah, that's so nice. good be strong be, be strong useful. to be useful you don't have to beat people up you don't have to be a champion you don't have to be the best in the dojo well yes, some do. of us do have to be the best <laughs> in the dojo <laughs> yes, but just do. be strong to be useful it's a great motto so yeah we've been we've been trying to I've been trying to toughen up my kids uh, and the adult classes have gotten a bit tougher and it hasn't it hasn't uh, what effect has that had well I can first say like like I, one of the things that I, I took from training over in Italy was that the dojo atmosphere was super casual, mm-hmm. but there was an unspoken sort of uh, agreement amongst yeah. everyone that once they go, they go. Yeah, you know, I, I, and and the sense that Paolo Sense is not in the dojo yet. One of the senior instructors senior grades will come in and just start the warm-up and it's the same warm-up every class you jog around for uh, it's like a 15 20 minute warm-up yeah you jog around for uh 15 minutes uh doing various push-ups set-ups squats lunges all this stuff and um, just to waken your body up a little mm-hmm, bit mm-hmm. you know uh, tell the body it's about to go to work <laughs> and um uh, and off you go and i think that i took that i thought yeah, we should probably warm up a bit more with a bit more activity, a bit more, you know, a bit more vigorous uh, warm up. And uh, I think that that in itself changes the atmosphere of training straight away because it's not an easy warm up. It's not it's not super difficult, but it's definitely more challenging than just bounce up and down, stretch a little bit. Yeah, and it's actually it well maybe it's because of the warm weather, but I feel much more warmed up after we've been doing this new warm up. Yeah. Um, when we just hop up and down for a few seconds, and if one of, if we get one of the teenagers or something to do the warm up, they'll hop up and down for literally about ten seconds, and then they'll start stretching. That's not enough of a warm up. You need to get the blood flowing. They're already bendy. Yeah, you know, they, just... they can piss off. <laughs> <laughs> um, you need to you need to get the blood flowing a bit more. And actually, last um, Kangeko, that's what the Swedes were saying. They were saying, you know, we don't start stretching before we do much more. You know, even the jumping up and down, they were like, how can you do this? You're bad for your ligaments, bad for your... You just start jumping without doing a proper warm-up. And I was like, well, the jumping is the warm-up. They didn't agree. Yeah. And I think that... But I think that, like, because when, when we're normally training the dojo, I've no, we're normally coming off teaching yeah. for a few hours. Um so we're already warm. Yeah, true. So we just start, like, I just sit in the corner and stretch with Tommy and Scott and we have a, a little catch-up mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with the goings-on in life and then the class starts, but I'm already ready to go. But I think that this warm-up, because it's a little bit physically harder, it does um, it does switch people on a little bit and they know, oh, we're going to be working hard today. Mm-hmm. And I've made a point to try, while the the boss has been away, he's away on his holidays just now, I've been able to teach all the adult classes um, this week and I've uh, the past couple of weeks. And I've tried to make sure that the classes are just a little bit faster pace, 
a little bit tougher and the warm-up helps people get into that mindset I think yeah so even something as simple as changing the warm-up has had a massive effect I think on the mindset of people's training it's really the lifted the energy during the adult classes yeah, yeah it's been people have been getting nicely stuck in I think so if anyway like that a little you know little nugget of information if you're looking for a way to motivate your guys to train harder sometimes just changing the warm-up can yeah. can put people in a different mindset I didn't think it, something as simple as that would work but it's, it's because I think the energy in the dojo would is massively different yeah. now compared to a couple of weeks ago. Hmm. Um, what other training have you been doing since coming back? I've been lifting a lot of weights, yeah. like three times a week. Yeah. Uh, not dur- not during every morning session because we do our morning trainings on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. But today's Friday. We were in here today. I did a heap of push-ups. Um, when I was in here last Sunday, I did a, a solo session. I came in and trained on my own. And I was, uh, I had the weight vests on and the kettlebells going and I was doing my squats and um, all kinds of different exercises. Um, I've been trying to get stronger. Um, again, it's it's m- mainly to do to the inspiration I took from the trip to Italy, how strong and, and useful everybody was there and just how tough they were. And yeah, I think uh, it can only benefit your karate as long as you don't injure yourself and as long as you're stretching properly so that you don't, you know, uh, get all stiff from uh, from lifting weights. Uh, then yeah, getting stronger can only be a good thing. Since the summer schedule has picked in, has kicked in, and we've had more time to train, our morning sessions have doubled in length. We do our usual session, and then everybody sits around. We, you know, well, actually, we we don't just do our usual session. We're training for about an hour and a half, I think, and then we sit around doing our stretches and weights, and the session just drags on until yeah. until we're fed up. <laughs> no, it's been great. Uh, just having that. That freedom of knowing that you don't have a, a massive, you know, a, a massive amount of classes coming, like your usual, you know, tough day of classes ahead. Um, that makes a massive difference, yeah. You're willing to stay and put in a little bit of extra work, yeah. which has paid off. Like, I've noticed I'm much lighter on my feet. I feel faster, I feel smoother. Um, I'm not fatiguing as fast anymore. Like, I, I'm, I'm able to do this every day now. Like, I, I do the weights and stuff, conditioning every day. I'm, I've got my magic massage gun in, in the back here, so I use that once when I'm finished, and I'm good to go the next day, every time. It's great. Is it because you're teaching less that you have this energy? I think that, that definitely helps. Yeah. I, I think that um, as much as I love uh, I love teaching kids, like, I've had uh, the kids camp all week, yeah. and the kids have been great. Like, I love it. Like, they're so funny, so cute and they, there's now all training the ones that are still training over the summer are training so hard because they're I'm also trying to find ways to increase the the amount like just increase the tempo of the kids classes to the point where I can get them to focus on a specific you know principle that I'm teaching and, and try and get the whole class pushing while they're doing it rather than you know um going the typical route of having a massive class and having to keep the energy moving so fast and yeah, changing, yeah, changing, yeah. changing, 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 yeah. changing. You know, being able to stick to one thing that you want them to work on and drill it over and over again, which is easier in the small classes. Um, and it's been great fun. Uh, and I think that that helps having the smaller classes definitely means that you're not firing as much. Yeah. Um, your brain's not frazzled, you know, trying to keep the kids engaged and everything like that. So you're relaxed and then you've got that extra bit of energy, you know you know that uh, the day's not quite as hard as it normally is. So are there different things you've been getting your kids to work on? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I put up a wee video the other day of them just doing a, a yeah, just a, a little kumite drill, mm-hmm. just driving in, like we do traditional kihon 
Yakuzuki for greetings and katas and stuff like that. And then the Kumite one, you know, heel off the ground, drop the knee and twisting in as far as I can, getting a big stretch. Um, and just getting them to practice that a little bit, which is something that I would probably stay clear of in a in a big class because you don't want kids to pick up bad habits, yeah. especially when they're still like their main goal is to get through the belts, right? Yeah. Um, so you want to help them get through the belts, and you want their technique to be really crisp and and clean, and you know they're getting the, the principles that you want to teach. Whereas competition tends to break the sort of principles of technique that we that we preach in the dojo. So it's been fun to sort of do this and explain to them, you know, in depth of what you're trying to achieve here as opposed to how we normally practice and I want them to take this, do this today and then when it comes to you know, training for your gradings or whatever or going back to normal training, you forget this, put it to the side, this is only for special occasions, special classes, you know? Yeah. And what I've been able to do is just get them to focus on, for example, Yakuzuki for easily 40 minutes and they've been giving it Beans, man. That's <laughs> funny. I've been doing it. the exact same thing. It's so good. Like I've been yeah. teaching the the either because I've been doing the class either on Kazamazuki Gakazuki, you know, driving in back leg drive, uh, you know, uh, driving in the one side, and then rotating all the way in, turning the shoulders yeah. and everything. And with my lower grades, I've just been doing straight up Gakazuki for a full class. Yeah. And they actually love it. I, I've I've even been been doing lineups with them. Yeah, line drills. Yeah, I've been line doing drills, like yeah. things like that as well. Things yeah. I would normally wouldn't. Uh, be brave enough to yeah. do with the kids. Uh, it's been great, man, to be able to to play about with it. Because I think one of the things about summer schedule, which is great for us, is that it gives us a bit of freedom to experiment there's with less, our teaching. Yeah, yeah, and there's less emphasis on getting ready for grading. We yeah. do have a grading in September, but it's always pretty not, small. One of the things is like during <clears throat> term time, a lot of new kids come. Like we have a yeah. constant wave of new beginners coming in, so you're you're always like sort of almost restarting every class the same way because of something new coming in yeah so you have to go through the, sometimes sometimes the kids are funny some of the higher grade kids are pulling their hair like yeah. oh come on <laughs> we've done this last week and the week before it's like sometimes, yeah but i need to teach this kid to punch otherwise yeah. like sometimes i look at a green or a purple belt and they don't seem bothered at all to be doing chokazuki they, they just love the the structure i guess yeah, yeah. um no but it's been great fun hey having the freedom to play about with the, with that and stuff and the kids are, yeah like I done a Tabata session with one of the, the kids class yeah, yeah. and I was like they were it was really hot over here you know compared to the, the like what they're used to so they were dropping on the floor at the end of each set puddles of sweat and I was like you guys okay like, yeah it's like you're going to give up they're like no and then they get up and they give it beans again it was really cool I didn't know like they would push that hard um, but it's been fun to to find out, you know, and see how see what, how far you can push before they they start moaning or complaining and stuff. But they've been great. None of them have said otherwise. In fact, I think they they, they find it. It's funny because you find that they actually like the challenge. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah. And then like, but also Arika the other day when I was doing like really difficult committee drills and stuff, like drilling them over and over. One of the kids said, "Can we just pair up and like can we just uh, you know do relay races again or something?" Yeah. You know, they wanted to go back to back to this sort of fun fun yeah. class. Style. Can't we go like, back to what it was like yeah. before? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so maybe that that was the time when it's like okay, you need to yeah. reel it in a little bit. And I think when they get to, to about ten or eleven, they they like uh, to prove themselves. Yeah. They want they they can get into that mindset where they want a challenge. They want to go as hard and as fast for as long as they can, just to show they can do it. Well, I have you. You met you had Jamie on Wednesday, yeah, oh, little Jamie. Jamie, little Jamie, little, little curly blonde hair. He's only five. Yeah, and he's just about right. He just all he wants to do is fight. That's yeah. all he wants to do. He just wants yeah. to put. I got the uh, one time very quiet class. He just it was just me and him 
for an hour and I was like right put your gloves on and just fought him <laughs> just made him just fought for an hour and since then he has been he's it's flicked a switch he loves training now doesn't matter what you ask him to do I got him to do he and Sandan with the yellow belts no way. a couple of days ago and he yeah. was there doing the cat by the end of it you know and That's it's awesome. funny uh, the difference you know yeah. it's uh, it's great to see uh, and uh, it's just it's just fun like doing the committee drills with him last night all the high grades are dum, 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 and he was getting tired and he was getting ready to stop and I was like I was like oh Jamie is a little white belt too tired now and he was like no I'm not too tired <laughs> <laughs> off he goes you know flying 100 miles an hour that's ah, great fun uh, yeah. so that was like so even in the kids class trying to ramp up the the intensity I've got the kids to warm up differently as well they're running and doing push ups set ups and all that stuff and it's made a huge difference yeah. as well you know yeah, I think like uh, so. Like I said, I've been getting my, uh, I've been doing those um, kumite combos, and I've been getting them to do line drills and stuff like that. I'm actually thinking about next May. I'm thinking I'd like a lot more of my students to. You enter the my students the other day. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was only you told joking. Them to watch their backs. <laughs> watch, were you kids better watch their backs, Ross? Man, are coming for you. Yeah. Like <laughs> In fact, none of my kids are grading between now and May. Just competition, Just competition. karate. <laughs> Um, yeah, I want I want more of my students to enter the competition next May. In episode ten, we talked all about competition, how good it is for confidence and for uh, and and it's those kind of classes, those competition classes where you get stuck in, where you're keying loudly and and like a like a Simon Bly class. Yeah, um, those are the ones that refresh your love for the dojo. I want my kids to have both. And I think they weren't getting enough of those getting stuck in kind of classes. Yeah, I think one of the things that uh, is that I've realised with the kids that I teach is like, there's you always like we like you want to teach them the correct principles and stuff, and we have our form our magic formula to do that. Um, and the kids who train hard will progress really quickly and do really well. Like little Sam, Ben, Abigail. Bianca, like uh, there's a whole bunch there's of them so I could name yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that train really hard all the time, and they're flying through the grades. They're doing really well. You couldn't be ha- more proud of them. Uh, but the kids who don't typically just show up and train hard, mm-hmm. their progression is much slower. And I think that having these high intensity, like you know, a little bit hard, like push them a little bit harder classes, is what they need to sort of like. It's less about this is how you should move. Like try and get this, you know, focusing on technique and more just. Okay, you have to punch ten times as fast as you can. If you're the slowest, you're out. You know, and it's just and all of a sudden, boom. And they might not technically be great, but if they keep training, like sometimes just training that harder, faster, stronger style is needed. And that's yeah. something that I've realised. Like I came up through that way, and yeah, I was never technically the best compared to people who are obviously like um, coming through, like training with Scott and the dojo stuff like that. Um, I'm sure that if you were to compare the technique of some of the kids that I teach compared to me at their age, yeah, it would be night and day difference. But I think that training hard is is more than half the battle. I think that if you don't have that, yeah, I've got to teach kids to work hard. That's um, funny, man, because... Which is really difficult to do, I think. Because, you know, just as you were talking there, I remember Guy Brodeur saying, I bring this up all the time, uh, that uh, speed and power are the two poisons of in your karate training. Yeah. But when you're teaching kids and you've got to get the you've got to get them you've got to foster some kind of passion inside them yeah. for for training and Absolutely, for yeah. yeah then I suppose you have to just say go as fast as you can no faster no punch stronger you know hold the pad and say is that the best you can do blah 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 stuff like that 
Yeah. Um, not good for polishing their waza. They're not, <laughs> you know, they're not going to improve their technique like that. But they're going to learn to love karate like that. And then uh, later on, they can worry about, you know, yeah, when but they're going the, for their again, black belts. But then you get that double-edged sword <laughs> where then, okay, all of a sudden they then start missing the mark when it comes to gradings, for example, because yeah. they're not like when they get to that sort of purple belt and above level. That's when you know some kids start failing if they're not, you know. Yeah. hitting the standard that the dojo has and, yeah. and that can be tricky you know and that's when training hard isn't enough and you need to also okay think about what you're doing like yeah. train like you're training hard but let's train hard on the right things yeah you know? like you know so you still can't make showman properly go home and do it every day and if you can't you know if it hasn't improved by next week then you're wasting my time and your time because you know you want a great to that's how rude that's, that's how every student has that moment really just cut and dry like get out <laughs> i said that to one of my students uh yesterday <laughs> you said, i really? did i said um because i've been i've been telling this particular student uh no now hang on this particular student is quite good at karate so I'm pushing them, I'm not going to say if it's a boy or a girl, pushing them to improve. Uh, and I think they're a bit complacent. So quite good is quite good, but I'll, I'll tell you after the podcast, all right? <laughs> I'm guessing, I'm guessing, okay. I'm trying to guess. All right, so anyway, uh, quite good, but mm, complacent. So I was uh, they're learning uh, Teki Shodan, and the hip movement just isn't there, the hip vibration uh, just isn't there. They can do it when I say, what about the hip vibration? And they go, oh yeah, like this. And they kind of do it right. And I'm saying, you need to practice that. You need to make, make it really snappy and sharp. Uh, you need to have that control to go, you know, yeah. to, like the Kagizuki, the Gedanbarai Kagizuki uh, sequence. That needs to be, you know, with nice vibration, but it's not there. And I've been saying it for a long time. Um, this kid wants to grade. And I said, you've got to practice that. And if it hasn't improved by next week, and I've told you many times to improve this, then you're wasting my time and your time. I said it in a really nice way. Okay. As, as nice as you can say, it is a bit of a shit thing to say to a, to a kid. Oh, I, I'm, I've, I've seen you've, you've painted a very dark picture of yourself. Yeah, no, it's, a bit of, it's a bit of a shit thing to say to a kid, but I was being sincere. He's great with kids, folks. <laughs> I was trying to be sincere. And, yeah. and they, they take their karate seriously, the student does. Mm. So... Yeah, I think it was an okay thing to say. I wouldn't say that to any no. student. So some, yeah, yeah. Of course, you can push some uh, when you're comfortable with your students. You can, you know, which ones you can be stricter with and yeah. push a bit harder, and some yeah. of them need a bit more of a helping hand. But there's nothing worse than when somebody's naturally good. Yeah. Without trying. Yeah. And then when it comes to the next level, and they actually have to start trying, and they're used to just being able to do everything, and then mm -hmm. when they can't, they don't have that that a uh, switch to just be like, oh, okay, I need to get this right. Yeah. Because they're so used to just getting it right without putting any effort and that, that's that's the toughest some of the toughest cases yeah um so nice this kid is a great student okay <laughs> I'm generally sure, i'm sure they are um oh god <laughs> like there was like we have some like again i had summer camp this week and one of the kids like we were just doing keyhorn uh you know at the start of the class and one of the little white belt kids um, dead young, only like five or something. We we're doing shuto, and they couldn't do it. Like they, they were struggling with the back stance, the just different stance, different hand positions, you know. And it was a shuto's tricky for a white belt to to wrap their head around. But especially there's brown belts, green belts. Oh. It's a big mix of grades, so they're looking at them. Yeah. And then they got really self conscious and they got upset. They started getting a wee bit teary eyed, a wee oh, bit no. weepy, a wee bit. And <laughs> oh shame! So I, I turned them to the side and I was like, "What's wrong? What's wrong? What's going on?" And I was like, "I can't do it." And everyone else could do it. They were very upset that they couldn't do the shit. And I said, "Listen, 
you are trying so hard and that is the most important thing like you're trying your best and like I always, like I got them out and I, like I sat everyone down like I cheered them up a little bit and made them sure they were okay and I sat everyone down and I said listen guys um, we all make mistakes sometimes yeah it's like yeah like how many times have I said left leg forward and Brian you've come forward with the right leg and everyone puts their hand up and it's mm-hmm. like am I ever angry at that it's like no it's like why not it's like well because it's, it's like sensei because as long as we're trying hard you know it's, it's okay and I'm like yeah <laughs> it's, like, it's that way we're like you know you might say okay guys left leg forward and Brian and one of the kids might do a shirogeri instead. <laughs> but as long as, they're, as long as they're trying hard and it's a, they put everything into the kick, it might be terrible, they might have a terrible stance, all the rest of it. But if that's the best they can do, and they're, but you can tell that they're, they're giving it beans, you know, that's, yeah. like, that's all you can ask for. And I think that like, to let the kids know that is important, you know, that positive feedback and stuff. Yeah. It's all good. But mm. then, like you say, you need some, sometimes you just have to tell a kid, listen, Fix that or you're banished from the dojo. <laughs> but speaking of training hard, right? Yeah. Uh, people are going to be excited because we're talking about how tough we're getting. And is it Very next week? Tough. Two weeks time? In two weeks time. After my holidays. Yeah. In, t- in about two weeks time, we yeah. have Shido and Gekko, which Oof. I think translates as instructor's training. Yeah. Something like that. Like, Gekko yeah. is training anyway. Um, and we're going to have people coming from all over to, for a week, five, five days of intense training, of intense training. It's basically you join the dojo, you join every class at the dojo for a week. So that means we open up our morning sessions. That means we have special classes in the evening and we've got people coming from everywhere, man. everywhere, everywhere, Denmark, the whole Sweden, damn world, Norway, Canada, Antarctica, some Mars, some Martians. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, Shido, actually, I've never been to Shido and Geiko. Was last year the first year it was done here, or has it been done twice before? It's been done two years now. Yeah. Two years. Yeah. So, um, I started work here just after Shido and Geiko happened last year. What's mm. it like? It's good, man. Like, like for for us, it won't change much. It'll just be busier, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, but for, it's good fun. I love having people, new people in the dojo. I love having uh, uh, friends and stuff. Seeing people, like Juan was messaging me the other day, asking, like, you know, saying that he's gonna he's gonna try and get over. I think he's gonna be in London. He's gonna try and get a flight over for a couple of days. Um, just you know, getting a train with Juan on the everyday class you know it's great like it's just great getting like getting a train with the guys from england who were really pally with the guys from sweden and stuff uh, they're all they're all great guys and girls they're all great fun uh, amanda and dave always come every year and stuff and train their asses off and it's just great to see it's a great little co- like camaraderie and everything like that it's a big get together it's it's great um and it's cool because for them it's a karate adventure yeah for us it's just all these people showing up while we do it's our having thing. your mates over yeah <laughs> but for them it's all oh, we're all going to dublin they're getting on a plane they're going to spend five days um you know it's like a, little, it's like a, a summer camp yeah. almost yeah, yeah but yeah, like yeah. a little intimate small you know, private little thing, which is cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they rock up. Um, they, I think they just have to find a place to sleep. They can sleep in the dojo if they, if they dare. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be nice in summer to sleep in the dojo. Um, but yeah, they, not, not the spiders I've seen today, man. Oh my God. <laughs> Luckily, Tig was here with the summer camp catching them all. <laughs> you had Tig running around catching the spiders. Oh yeah. I, I won't go near them. In my case God. you don't know, folks, Ross is severely arachnophobic and I have a funny fail of the week for, for oh you do one. yeah 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 it's good we'll get to that after a while um, 
But yeah, so like, so they're all coming over, which is great. The thing I like is is being able to have, you know, I, I like training with different people. Yeah. Because you get complacent sometimes, like, not by any fault of anyone in the dojo, but like when you train with the same people all the time. Like we were boxing there, me and Tag trying to knock the head off each other when we were boxing, and we just so used to each other. None of us could land a single punch. Yeah. Like we're all bobbing and weaving from everything. We're seeing everything that's happening. Really difficult to Tag do well. took his frustration out on me immediately after that round. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, for the first minute and a half. He was annoyed because the cop just at the end with that left but and he was like, yeah, the only clean shot was that left, yeah? yeah. <laughs> okay, Rue, let's go. <laughs> but then uh, he's, uh, we were starting off our round and he goes to you, ah, put on three minutes. Normally we only do two and a half. And I was like, what's this? What's going on? So then for the first two minutes, he was doing nothing. I c- caught him on the nose about... Four times. Mm. I caught him with a couple of hooks as well. And I was like, this isn't right. He's planning something. And then for the last minute, he just made mince, mince meat out of me. Yeah, probably just getting angry. No, it's, it's what he was planning all along. Yeah, he was going to yeah. lure me into a false sense of security, which he didn't really. It just made me scared. I was like, it's not right. I'm not supposed to be able to hit tag like this. Something's coming. <laughs> um, uh, what, what were we talking about? The, the complacency. And oh, yeah. That's uh, so what I like is having people in the dojo and just pairing up and doing just simple things. Like if you're doing Gohan Kumite with somebody different, yeah, there's a different feeling to it. There's a little bit of that. Except you don't know how fast they are. You don't know you know if, like, if you're sparring with them or if you're doing a drill with them. You're like, I wonder how fast they're going to be. I wonder if they can cover distance well. And you get a little bit of excitement out of that. You know, some like a new toy, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, great, yeah. It's great fun. <laughs> We've got a whole lot of new toys coming in two weeks. And you get to see people's <laughs> take on, like, yeah, is it cool? Because you get new new ideas. Like, you get to talk to people about their technique, about kata, what they're thinking about. And it's just fun having new brains to, to you know, crack open, look into and be like, ooh, that's what's going on in here. Definitely. You know, and swap ideas with us. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like it's it's like the summer version of Kangeko in that way. Yeah, yeah, having new. Except we don't get up at the crack of dawn to run, which is quite nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's free. Kangeko is free. Yeah. Shidon Gecko is free. You just get on a plane and you come and join us, folks. It's open to everyone, right? Shidon Gecko is brought to you by. <laughs> <laughs> we plug for it. Um, but yeah, it's uh, but it's great fun, and yeah, I'm looking forward to it. The only problem is the one downside is that. The dojo is too small. Yeah. It's going to be busy, yeah? It's going to be really busy. Not, I have no space, man. No, I have no space, man. No space. Inside joke, sorry. Yeah, uh, doing, uh, <laughs> yeah doing Tibet and stuff uh, gets quite tricky when you've got all the bodies. The equipment doesn't... There's not enough equipment to go around when yeah, we wear weights or do weights. tubes and stuff like that. So Scott says he's going to have to be pretty inventive. We'll figure out what his plan is during the week. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be fun. And then there's always a nice wee party at the end, and it's just Yush. nice. It's just nice. It's just nice. Just nice. Um, but yeah, uh, we've got, and obviously, we got what's cool as well is that we, some of the people that train in the evenings in the dojo, they rock up to the morning sessions and stuff because we open it up to the dojo as well. Yeah. They rock up to it, so they get to, you know, uh, those ones we put under a wee bit of pressure, you know. They get to show their stuff. You just come to Mordry. You, you, you didn't get on a plane here. <laughs> yeah. Which is nice. Yeah, it's good fun. I think it's time, time to tell everybody about our fails of the week. Fails of the week. This is what we do to keep ourselves humble, folks. In fact, before we do this, uh, Chrissy Sensei 
from HDKI Exeter gave Fantastic. us a nice shout out. Yeah. Yeah. She was doing a Q&A for her dojo. All, all her students and people on the internet had lots of questions for her about her karate life. And I asked her about her uh, the latest uh, epiphany or aha moment she'd had in her karate life. And she said that actually she got it from us. Yeah, yeah. Aww, she said that crazy. listening to our podcast has helped her learn to laugh at herself. Because <laughs> we're just a couple of clowns. Because we're a couple of idiots, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no technical. No, no, you just, uh, I like how you rip the hole out yourself. So it's good. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what the fail of the week is all about. It's how we stay humble. Well, yeah, we try. We admit our funny faults. Yeah, I don't. I don't have one right now. You better go first. I will go first. So um, it was uh, the other night. I was in my room. I was uh, play, <laughs> playing the PlayStation. I know this one. <laughs> and I got a, a knock at the door. Tap tap tap. Ross, Ross, Ross. I was like, what the hell is going on? And I, I normally don't get disturbed when I'm when I'm playing my play. And I was like, what's going on? <laughs> and Maya, one of the the housemates, was said, "There's a massive spider in my room. Will you?" <laughs> Will you come and help me get it? And I was like, you came to the wrong door. Like, I, am, I am not the one to, to have arachnophobia. Like, I am terrified. I am not going to be any use. And he looked at me with these puppy eyes like, please, please. I was like, okay, we had to get a ladder because the ceiling was really high. Like Her bedroom ceiling was really high. So go to the ladder upstairs to the top floor. And, and I'm not... Like, I am not exaggerating. You're going to say I'm exaggerating. I am not exaggerating. It was the size of my fist. This is the biggest spider I have seen in a long, We don't have spiders long, like long. that in Ireland. It was huge, man. It's I don't know if it came off the boat or something. <laughs> I don't know. It looked like it would eat the cat if it was allowed to, if it was left to its own devices. I, I looked at it and I was like, oh my God, nay chance. I was like, nay, nay chance. I was like, Natalia! Like, <laughs> one of the other housemates. I was Natalia again. She's like, what the hell's going on? I was like, hey, Moses. I was like, <laughs> she ran through and got the her hairspray and went up and she was you know not fussed at all like shaking spray it but the thing wouldn't like wouldn't die <laughs> just like, even, it was just like she was empty the cat shake shake shake, shake, shake. <laughs> like, for ages or forever and then eventually like it was right at the corner of the room and it fell behind the TV like this little tiny TV that's on a little uh shelf thing mm -hmm. and it, so it fell behind that and it was it was at night time so it was quite dark the room like big room lights on but yeah it was a big room so it would like couldn't quite see so i I'd got my guy give me your phone give me your phone turn the torch on and i was like i'll see where it, where it fell and i looked and it wasn't there and i was like oh, oh my no. god <laughs> dun, dun, straight dun. up onto the bed i was like <laughs> and we were trying to look at it like oh my god <laughs> Where is it? I was terrified, man, and the two girls were pissing themselves laughing at me because, you know, they're the ones that are maybe scared of spiders. I was killing myself. Um, safe to say, we eventually got it with a big boot, but it wasn't the most uh, heroic or masculine moment of my life. But it sounds like a fail. It was. It was a fail. It was the time for the the only man in the house to step up and do what a man does, and uh, I did not. <laughs> Thankfully, Natalia was there to save the day. Thank you, Natalia. It's thanks to you that Ross is still with us. The thing would have eaten me, man. No joke. Huge. Okay, my fail. It's not a huge fail, but it was a bit silly at the time. We, was it, which morning was it? Tuesday morning? Yeah. We were training away here on Tuesday. Well, we weren't training away. We finished warming up. We all stood up and we said, right, what are we going to do? And Tommy Sensei said, let's, just, 
let's just fight. Let's fight. Let's do it. So we all paired it, which is great. My favorite morning training. Yeah, love those sessions where we just spend the full hour uh, sparring. So we all paired up. Everything was fine, nice and relaxed. Touch, touch, touch. Ooh, ah, ee. Doing some nice sparring. And then, next thing, I was in front of Ross. And I'm like, here we go. (laughs) And uh, sparring away with Ross and... um, I was, I was, he, he came in with some combo, and I was trying to keep the distance, so I was on my way back, I was pushing off the front foot, and while I was in the middle of that, he swept it, so my left foot is up in the air, and it catches on my right foot as I'm moving back, <laughs> and I just hit the ground, like, um, it was, it's a good thing it's a sprung wooden floor, because it probably could have broken my coccyx. I didn't even follow up, I just started laughing, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh God, I was like... It was a really funny way to fall over. Yeah. Like it was. Is it your coccyx, the tailbone? I don't know. Fine. It was like something that Stan and Ollie scared yeah, us yeah, yeah. It was like Laurel and Hardy kind of thing. I just yeah. went like a pancake. Um, so I got back up again, and we kept sparring. And then, oh, how did this one happen? I tried to make some distance. I tried to come in and attack. You didn't move, so I ended up with my feet really close together and far too close to you. And you gave another sweep, and this time you took both my legs at the same time. That was a bad one, yeah. (laughs) And I ended up nearly hitting the ground vertically. (laughs) (laughs) So it went like there were two hits. It was like back head. And uh, <laughs> I didn't follow up on that one either. I just yeah. went, oh, Jesus, you okay? Yeah. And I made this noise as the air was expelled from my body, like, oh! <laughs> I was a bit winded uh, after that, and I had funny. a sore head. Yeah. So yeah, I just got, I just got swept so badly twice in one session that that has to count as a bit of a fail. Bit of a fail. Yeah, a bit of a fail. Can't even fall with dignity. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a way to fall with dignity? Sean the other day, he went down like a feather. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even make a noise when he hit the ground. He yeah. just went, whoop. Ooh, some Aikido thing going on. <laughs> yeah, there. man. The perfect fall. Um, but yeah, those are the fails. Short one today, I think. Yeah, not much happening. I'm away on holiday. Yeah, man, you're going to America. Going to the States. I'm looking forward to that. North Carolina. Oh, damn. You're going to North, North Carolina? North Carolina. Apply some accent. Going to North Carolina. That's pretty good. That's yeah. pretty, they're going to think you're one of their own. If you aren't <laughs> I don't even know if that's how they talk in North Carolina, but that's, <laughs> how, that's how I'm going to pronounce it. <laughs> North Carolina. North Carolina. Um, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that. I'm due my holiday. I had camp all week. It was uh, great fun. Um, had a, I'm doing pretend... like. Because it's a long time since we just played pretend game, like you know, just with the imagination and stuff. Yeah. With the kids, yeah. I was doing. We had a whole little town made out of the mats, and they had shops and paper, and uh, there was kings and knights and all that stuff. It was just a whole make-believe game in the afternoon that they That's all amazing. wanted to play. It was great fun. That was man. just it was spontaneous, so was it? It wasn't just, planned. Just, it wasn't like on they, the agenda. they love the origami. They were doing like paper uh-huh. airplane folding and all that stuff. Um, they were obsessed with it, and there was a couple of them that are like. Like Rokadan origamis, like they're no so good, like, <laughs> like they're so good making like proper shurikens, like kill you, like you know, <laughs> um, and like claws and all that stuff, and planes and and birds and frogs and everything. And they they decided to build their own little shops and stuff. And they were like, there was a shop here and a shop there, and they're competing against each other. One kid decided to capitalize and make a bank Ooh. and take everyone's gold paper money. And he would take the money and then not get the money back. He would give you like a slip that was worth. 
what the, the money was. The kids invented capitalism. They Is that did, what you're saying? Like, right, they did, right. I was I'm blown away. And then they crowned me king and I got to make knights out of everyone Ooh, and command so them about. So then there was a hierarchy. And, they, and then I got uh, murdered. <laughs> And oh, betrayed damn. somebody, betrayed somebody, killed. It was very Game of Thrones esque. And uh, and what, did things go? A little, was there more equality then after the monarch had been overthrown? No, because I had a I had a prince who then got coronated straight oh. away after, and he ruled with That's iron fist. Because what happened it? was they wrote a little note saying that I was going to be assassinated and let it be found. So we had to find who the who the traitor was, yeah. and we found the traitor. And just as I was about to have him executed, he had a he had a uh, he had a. And he had one of my knights, a, a turncloak. Oh, a turncloak. <laughs> so he was like holding him. And he was like about to do the execute. And then he turned around and killed me instead. Oh, twist. It was it was very... and But then they'd done the same thing to my little prince. Oh, he got little, killed too? No, no, no. He got given the note and he just ripped it up. <laughs> <laughs> he will be assassinated. No, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not playing that game. <laughs> it was great fun. Uh, but exhausting. Very yeah. exhausting. Being in the dojo and teaching in the evenings uh, here in the dojo. So you're in the dojo for from nine in the morning till nine in the evening. It's a long time to be cooked up in here when it's yeah. nice and sunny outside. I am ready for my holidays. Oh, it's going to be great, man. Summertime in North Carolina. I can't imagine North anything finer. North Carolina. <laughs> can't wait. Anyway, guys. Thank you so much for listening, as always. Deep bows and oosies. We're going to have some special guests on the podcast for our next episode. Yes. Some very special very guests. Very special guests. So do tune in next time. Oh.